What's up, everybody? It is Keith from the stream team with me, as usual, Chris Lowry and Cole Miller. And today, a day that I honestly did not think would ever come, we are finally here. I wrote the book. I wrote the book. Four Leaf Tayback. <laughs> You're a, a patriot. A patriot. country <laughs> owes you a great debt. Now shut the fuck up and let me do my job. <laughs> He, Cody called him the Millie Vanilli of Patriots, which is quite sure literally did. one of the funniest references <laughs> sure I've ever heard in my sure entire did. life. When that sure. dude came in, when that, the guy I don't came know in, know what it's called. Him. I just know the sound it makes when it takes a man's <laughs> life. <laughs> Bro said, "Can I?" Cody asked to be tied to another post after he found out that he had hands. Like, Can I yeah. be tied to another post? <laughs> 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 this movie is okay. So, Tropic Thunder. Let me just go ahead and get the title out there. A movie oh, that we boy. have quoted quite literally for weeks, like Cal Ripken when it comes to streets, even like Jesus Christ, guys. Like, I haven't seen anything as impressive as this when it comes to us dropping. Yeah, that in. DiMaggio hit streak ain't got shit on us. Oh, it ain't got shit on any of this, dude. This is. Been, I gotta be honest with y'all. I don't even know if that's a real thing. I just said a bunch of words. <laughs> just, just threw out. Yeah, this is DiMaggio. <laughs> just he throwing shit at the wall. Like, see what happens. He did. He did something for a lot of consecutive days, so it's okay. I'm sure, but I'm sure he did. Tropic Probably Thunder, two, 2008, a movie that Cole swore he wouldn't do if it ever came around, and honestly, I didn't think that it would ever come around. So, I am very surprised that we are at this juncture. But hey, we are here, so we're going to make this happen. I don't know how far we're going to get into it, but you yeah. know, we're just going to try our best and and just see what happens. We have danced around this movie for months, quite literally months. And we finally made it. I didn't think that this movie would ever stream, but it did. We had weeks, months, almost a year, probably over a year, honestly, of, of teasing it, but it never happened. So now we're here. This, so 2008, Tropic Thunder, directed by Ben Stiller, a, a movie that did a lot of things. It, it, was, it was a comedy, social commentary. A masterpiece. About, li- listen, like... If I say it's probably my favorite comedy, because I haven't watched this in a in a good while. And mm, if, yes. when I finished, I was like, man, what happens if I say I think this might be one of my favorite com it's it may be in my top five, which sounds crazy. Maybe no, it's not. Yeah. But stuff. I th- I think it's number one for me. <laughs> like it's just after watching it, because it's not just a great, fantastic comedy. It's a mm-hmm. good fucking movie. Like it's, it's a good, it's a great action movie. It's, it's a great comedy movie. It's like everything that you want. And and it's also just beautifully satirical. It's got all of, you know, some of our favorite actors in it just fucking mm-hmm. cooking. It's loaded mm-hmm. with like the cast is incredible. It's just one of those movies that like I don't see how you don't have it in your top. You know what I mean, Chris? Like I, I agree. Like I every time I go, like I, I watch it pretty frequently, but every time I'm like six or seven months away from it, I just kind of forget you know, just mm-hmm. how good it is. And then I revisit it and I'm like, oh yeah, fuck this movie rules. Like there's not a single joke that doesn't land. There's not a single person that feels like miscast. Like nope. everything about you, like this is perfect. And when you were talking about, you said it's what we were afraid would happen. I just laughed the whole time. Like, the whole it's movie. impossible to yeah. stop. Like, even in some of the serious scenes, you just know what's coming next. You're just like thinking about something that happened <laughs> 17 seconds before and you're still at least smiling. Like you can't watch this. And not at the very least be like, just kind of smile crack. Yeah, yeah. Just, just laughing. You found the bathtubs laughing your ass off. <laughs> Chow the pants like, off. Nick's and won a ping pong tournament. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> ass Jack. Jack, yeah. When you when you was Jack, 
Yes, as as the character Jack, <laughs> stupid ass Jack, <laughs> stupid ass Jack. <laughs> but no, I mean y'all y'all are absolutely right. That's something I wasn't I, I was going to mention to begin with because while while we are somewhat composed, I was going to say that like this movie knows exactly what it's doing. It's not a case where it it haphazardly made these jokes. These jokes are extremely intentional. And a lot of the things that is being satirized or being talked about is it's I mean, it's things that are happening to them. I mean, this movie talks about racism, talks about sexuality, talk. I mean, it's politics. It's it's even the actors and their and their frail egos. I mean, all these things are jumped on. You know, we talk about actors who are purposefully method actors and Robert Downey Jr. is is one uh, historically you know one of them. And he's a guy who was playing the guy who is being called out for being I'm a dude. <laughs> dude playing the dude disguised as another dude like he went he went underwent pigmentation alteration (laughs) (laughs) and like the fact that that was maria menounos doing it it's just like every every small detail this movie is just fantastic it's it's incredible like pigmentation alteration and it was hilarious because like he came out of the he came out he was in a wheelchair like why would he need to be in a wheelchair What do you say to, he said, me and Alpha got nature's uh, natural dark camouflage. Yeah, yeah, Mama Nature's natural camouflage. He's like, cool it, Benson. Watch that shit. (laughs) Cool it, Benson. (laughs) (laughs) Just one, I mean, just joke after joke. Like the writing was just brilliant. And the writing has to be with a movie like this because if not, and this is a movie like, it is so, and I know that there's a lot of engagement farmers on social media, Twitter in particular, who will bring up, you know, something like this because they notice a lot of people will engage. It's like, you know, I can't believe that Robert Downey Jr. was allowed to go in blackface. And it's like, no, this this isn't what happened with this movie. And there's a lot of people who honestly know that, but just act like they they are so, you know, clutching their pearls over, over his role and, and the, the character that he played. But that wasn't even the character that he played. So, right. and, and, and it just showed, goes to show how good of a job this movie did because people are legitimately looking at that and being like oh shit he is doing black flags like no he is not he is <laughs> no he is getting made opposite. fun of yeah. for doing yeah. that and anyway he's he's called out several times just like we talked about with 40 year old virgin where there's a lot of a lot of jokes in there that are made intentionally or purposefully like about people's personalities or whatever but also there's other characters calling him out on it just like romani R- malco his character was constantly called out because of the way he acted towards his girlfriend and all those other things so mm-hmm. To have that character be called out in particular, and in particular by Brandon T. Jackson, too. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like Jack, Jeff Portnoy, Jack Black's character was one calling him out, or Jay Baruchel. It was Brandon T. Jackson. He's like, What's the matter? Your revenue stream ain't high enough. He's like, yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, my revenue stream. And then he like went on about that, you know, but it was, he called him out because he's like, And I just knew that there was a role for a black man, and they gave it to yeah. Crocodile Dundee, you know, just like get, to get called out like that is brilliant. That's so. You better watch your mouth. Sorry, I get excited when I talk about my foods. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot just how funny that scene was, and we came up to a lady. Yeah, that really happened. That ain't fucking funny. They, they said it really happened. You know, a lady lost a kid. Lady lost a kid about to cross some fucking lines. Like he was legit <laughs> mad. He said, "Maybe a dingo ate your baby." So. <laughs> But we have so all right, Ben, ben Stiller directed. Okay, a runtime yeah. of one hour forty seven minutes. A, dude, just yeah. a brilliant runtime. We we talked about how short it was. 
I yeah, wish it, it was, was another 55 minutes. <laughs> this is like, the only movie that needs to be three and a half hours. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if my if my sides could take it. Like legitimately. Yeah, you just the, die. Hour the first three. 25 yeah. minutes of this movie, I was legitimately in tears. I, I just by the time it got to Robert Downey saying survive to, to Ben Stiller's characters, he <laughs> shot 57 Cover times. Cover me, you dick. Fuck ups. <laughs> dude, yeah, peekaboo. I see you. He shot the guy. Want some? Get some. Which apparently was ad lib by Downey, him saying peekaboo, I see you. Hell yeah. Whenever he did that. But this, this okay, so Rotten Tomatoes 82 to 71. Uh, disagree highly on both sides. A budget of $92 million did $195 million, almost $200 million for this movie. And um, I, I felt like it's just something that constantly pretty just astonishing. Gets, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's going to get like we're, we're going to be talking about this movie for a long time. And we, I mean, obviously, we we still talk about it now. But, you know, a cast just called just like, I mean, just the ensemble, like even Marvel's like, Jesus, there's a lot of people in this movie, you know, like just yeah. person after person after person. But. Before we just go dive into all the jokes, we'll talk about on just on a serious note, like the the topics that this movie brought up mm. and masterfully landed, I think, as far as just like getting get, getting to a certain part and talking about like, okay, here's what this is, here's what this is, and for it to to be as done as well as it was, like I feel like attacking the to- topics like this, done like that, it just it's very difficult to do, right, Cole? Yeah, for sure. And and there were a couple times where the boundaries got pushed a little too far, right? Big um, time. And, and definitely purpose, yeah. the Simple Jack stuff, I think, is the ones that, like, rewatching it, it's a little unaware of itself. Mm-hmm. But, again, that was, you know, I, I don't want to make excuses for the time period, of course, but, like, I also just, like, as a entertainment vessel this movie is as good as it gets right and there's always mm-hmm. going to be controversy and people rightfully can be upset about robert downey jr they can rightfully be upset about the simple jack character they can be upset about anything in the movie and that's fine like that's you know that that's part of watching movies right um the intention of all of this stuff that we've talked about a million times it's just that it's to make you think about it it's to make you like realize just how ridiculous Hollywood really is and like they're bringing that to the forefront and of course like if you're doing something like that you're gonna say some things that overstep a line or two but I Mm -hmm. think for 99% of this movie it's done brilliantly and if you just remove yourself from like what it is that it or from just your normal day-to-day and you're trying to actually put yourself into what this movie is trying to tell you you'll have such a much better time because it's like all of this stuff is very self-aware of these huge movie stars. Yep. And to us from the outside, it's just like, yeah, this is how movie stars act. And for them to be able to understand that and to play into that and be so damn good at it um, and to have these stars and it do it, it's just exceptional. And it's, it, you know, outside of all the funny shit said and all that, it's just a brilliantly executed movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
it, it, it really is. And even with the simple jack stuff, and I think that that was, while it did really push a line, I think it was intentional because, you know, looking at Ben Stiller or, or Tug Speedman's character trying to get into the quote unquote, you know, dramatic or serious aspect of his career, he thought that yeah. that was going to be something where he he made a, Stupid a ass sta- statement, right? <laughs> yeah. But he, he thought he was doing good for the community by doing something like that. And then to have Kurt Lazarus be like, no, that was actually the absolute worst thing you could have done is playing that role and, and exactly. going going as far as he did with it. I, I think that that was that was definitely the case. But it is it is difficult to do because just like you're saying, Cole, like to to make him realize that that was not the correct thing to do. The boundary had to be pushed. It couldn't just be like he was playing a character like radio or something like that. You know, he went. He went 100 percent with it. And that's when people are like, yeah, no, you're this. This is not what you think is going to be. Penn went home empty handed. <laughs> <laughs> I am Sam. So that's yeah, exactly. And and, and, and that's that's just a thing. Like everybody, casino. <laughs> everybody who was pushing the boundary of what they thought was, you know, acting some revolutionary acting or doing something that's going to really push or challenge the industry they were all called out by somebody else and so i think that's what needs to happen so people need to focus on whenever you're watching this movie and the things the boundaries that are being pushed and realize like hey it's being pushed and then called out by whoever else is doing doing what saying like this is not what needs to happen with this role so it it is very interesting chris talking about all these things let's let's just talk about rdj like this is an acting (laughs) master class from him dude he he legitimately (laughs) is almost so out of it like he he just, does so many voices and characters in sure this particular does. movie, dude. It is yeah. nuts. Let's talk about this just from an actor standpoint and just from technical standpoint. Like I was gushing over his performance with this particular rewatch. It, it was incredible. And like I said, I haven't watched it in a long time. So, you know, seeing this relative to what we watch him do the majority of the time, like with the Marvel stuff, obviously he's good and entertaining as the character that he plays in those, but seeing like what he's able to do in this you like have yeah. you go, it just really stretches his it. legs man god, yeah oh my god 15 years, like i love him what if he didn't do that for 15 years once he got back on track what could he have done like you right. look at zodiac in this and be like yeah he didn't really do anything else like two other movies during that bowl of strength because he was right you know, iron man every day and you're like fuck what did we miss out on oh no <laughs> We missed out on his fucking role in Oppenheimer is what we missed out on for 15 years. Like, he's just so fucking good, man. Like, he's like, I I don't blame him because he just got the bag. Like, good for him. There was cool stuff. He got to, like, innovate and bring a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, he's the most interesting recognizable character in the universe. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not like he was just there. Changed movies. Like we can directly draw the line of the movie industry today. And he may have destroyed movies, who knows, but we we can draw a direct line to how the movie industry is today to Robert Downey Jr. Right. Like either you can call it Iron Man, you can call it Marvel, you can call it Kevin Feige, you can call anybody that had any involvement. It was fucking Robert Downey Jr. Because other superhero movies didn't slap quite like Iron Man did, right? Like, even Spider-Man's, they were both great, or all three of them were great, or well. Mm, first two were great, third the one first was okay. Two were great. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't this, like, just gravity and this A-list actor putting his stamp of approval on it, right? Sorry, Chris, I didn't mm-hmm. mean to go off no, on man, rant, but, like, that dude that is so good, we should know that 
But it is crazy that instead of making this role forever and ever, the dude's just like, ah, sure, I'll just make fifty million a movie and play <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah, and I don't, I don't blame him one bit for that. I mean, just based on his facial expressions throughout the course of this movie, yeah. I, I mean, he he crushed me so like every basically every time he he talked, I was laughing <laughs> legitimately. Like, for sure. even, <laughs> yeah. even when he had his heart to heart with Tug Speed, and I was even just like Jesus, like I, I just I was it was killing me, man. Just like the faces he made, the face that he made at. At Kevin Sandusky, whenever he was telling me, spit enough with the script and shit, spit that shit out, spit that shit out, man, dude, that that face that he made at the end of that particular line was quite possibly the hardest I laughed throughout the whole movie because I was like, why did he make that particular face? (laughs) I like that one paired with the one where uh, Stephen Coogan is that his name? That's Stephen Coogan, yeah, yeah. He's doing his whole like. He's doing his whole speech before he steps on that fucking landmine. He gets shot by a real motherfucker, but he's doing that whole speech and like just Robert Downey Jr. is just looking at him like he's doing this like <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's incredible. It's incredible. Those faces. He's just got it, dude. It's just so good. <laughs> There's yeah, I mean he just he just does it like the, he has the whole he has I a know David Blaine Horse shit jumping off here. This motherfucking dead, yo. <laughs> and that's Tug really was like, fucking dead. That's when he asked him if he was still in character, and he said he didn't drop character to the DVD commentary. And kids. that is quite possibly one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in my life. He said, and which is true, he did. Like even in the DVD commentary, he is still Lincoln Osiris. He's not. <laughs> he is. He is not Kirk Lazarus or who you know Robert Downey or anybody else. Man, it's just. He was fully leaned into it, but that's that's like I mean, it, it is it is well documented that he is a, a method actor, so that that was his role, right? Like Kurt Lazarus was yeah. his thing, and man, he he completely leaned into it. But <laughs> talking about Tug, talking about Ben Stiller, he's a guy, man, that's just like again, we've talked about it with several actors where it comes to we, we talked about it with John Goodman whenever we're talking about the when we're talking about raising Arizona, like he's just a guy when you know, come to list whatever however big you want the list to be. And we say some of our favorite actors. I don't know that I named ben, ben Stiller, but then he's in a movie, man. He's just great. Like he he just does. He's in does a lot things. of your a lot of like everybody's top twenty five movies, like an alarming amount. Yes, a ton, dude. And that's and the thing about comics. him. Yeah, exactly. He just, he just does it, man. Like he comes from a lineage. Of course, Jerry Stiller being his dad, his mother, he and his uh, Jerry Stiller and his mother actually had a comedy duo in the sixties, and they did a bunch of acting. Of course, Jerry was. Was in was in the in front of the camera for a large portion of his life, so we got a healthy dose of him. But man, like, you know, coach, kind of talk about Ben Stiller and it's kind of where he falls with you, with with, with your, you know, I don't have to say, you know, he's in your favorite list of actors, but he's like you're saying, he's he falls into a lot of our favorite movies and ton of being comedies, dodgeball, and mm-hmm. you know, a, a host of others, you know, Happy Gilmore movies yep. like that, where he kind of plays <laughs> that that particular character. But man, he just kills it, dude. He does, and that's like the in in Zoolander, all these movies that you just like randomly will think about. Where like you're right, if somebody was like name off your 15 favorite actors, I don't know that Ben Stiller would be the guy that I would just threw on that list. But if somebody was like name off 25 of your favorite movies, mm-hmm. he'd probably be in a handful of them, right? <laughs> like Dodgeball, this, like there are multiple 
parts where it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, Happy Gilmore. He just is one of the in a lot of ways like Matt Damon. Matt Damon's like that, too. I don't know that I'd be like he's one of my favorite actors, but he's in 10 of my favorite fucking movies. Right. Right. So those (laughs) are the that's the thing about guys like this. And I think that what's interesting about or I guess even more impressive about Ben Stiller is he wrote and directed this movie, too. Right. And like. He's done that for several projects, but for him to be able to pull a cast together like this, get the budget for it, and then just execute it while also acting in it is really a fucking feat, man. Like, I don't know that we we give him enough credit necessarily for his career just because of how impressive that is. Like, you know, there, there are guys like Clint Eastwood. He directs a lot of the movies that he acts in and stuff like that. But just imagine being a comedy actor like Ben Stiller and being like, yeah, I want to make this huge budget action comedy. And everybody's like, all right, cool. Let's see the script. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with it and, and get name. I mean, so in this, and I haven't list rattled off the cast and typically I do with something like this, but it's him, Rob Downey Jr., Jack Black, Jay Baruchel, Brandon T. Jackson, Steve Coogan, Nick Nolte, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, Tom Cruise, Matthew McConaughey. And, and I mean, and, and there's just the list. I just feel like the list just continues to go. Like you said, Maria Menounez, like just just people playing. We got at the end, we've got John Voight in it. We've got Lance Bass in it. We've got Jennifer Love yep. Hewitt. You know, we just like yeah. person after person. And it just it just continues to go on, man. But just Ben Stiller is just such he just he's so talented. And I know we don't get a lot of dramatic or serious characters out of him. I know a lot of it is like meet the parents, meet the Fockers, dodgeball place roles like that and i know we got walter mitty and some other stuff man yeah but when he does them exactly when he does them he still crushes them too right like walter mitty like there are just several roles where he does something a little bit different where he's like the sad person he crushes that Mm -hmm. shit too dude is immensely talented he really is talented chris you talk about ben stiller kind of where he falls for you i mean we don't have to rank him or anything but just just i mean i feel like you know rank him in your favorite ben's yeah, but, oh, yeah. Just, just say when we talk about you know people saying like so and so needs their roses, I kind of feel like Ben Stiller would be in that conversation because I don't know that he does get a ton of roses. Maybe is it because he does a lot of comedies and people don't really look at, at take comedies seriously, even though they are extremely difficult to pull off. I think so, and I think especially when we have conversations now, like he doesn't do as much now, mostly because of the kind of comedies that he really killed in we talked about before don't really get made all that often anymore obviously he's been stiller and if he wanted to be in one he could get it made because he could also be like yeah don't worry about it because i can get this guy this guy and this guy to also be in it or be a part of it in some way and that would be the draw but i I think that you know he's one of those guys who maybe is just out of sight out of mind for a lot of people because Mm -hmm. he's and, and it's not like it's not his fault, obviously, like you were talking about, Cole. We've seen the way that, you know, like you're saying, the way that Robert Downey Jr. has been a part of what has changed the movie industry. And along with that has been some of those comedies kind of going by the wayside. So, but if I had to rank them, I don't know what number I'd have. It wouldn't be super low, right? Like, I, I'm obviously not right. able to. I don't know. It, I would definitely, it would take me a second. Like, he maybe doesn't slide in my top 10, you know, maybe not even 15. But, like, he he's certainly someone who's up there. But to Cole's point, but if I listed my 25 favorite movies off the top of my head, he's in two of them, right? And that, that's just not even worried about ranking, not even actually making my list, just knowing two of my favorite movies of all time, being Zoolander and being this. I'm like, oh, well, there's there's two of them just right there, you know, on their own. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it is one of those, like, I think that maybe he does miss out on some of his flowers. And I think a lot of people maybe don't know about the 
talent that he has in some of those more serious moments like Walter Mitty, because like as you know, good and as renowned as those are, I think there's just a lot of people who didn't see him. You know, people sure. can have that tendency when, you know, those kind of actors try to do a serious thing, kinda like what happens in the movie, funny enough. People don't always respond to him well, you know. Chitlin I mean, and the dude. Like, yeah, like, he was just, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> him and Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Martin Lawrence. That was hilarious. I need to see that movie. <laughs> Chitlin and the dude. But right, yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Though people people see anything else, and we could talk about like Jim Carrey whenever he did Cable Guy, even though that was a comedy, it was a dark comedy, so it didn't quote unquote it wasn't as successful as as the others. But I mean, he'll he'll do the the Truman show and it crushes so it just I just I just feel like he did get pigeonholed into a uh, just like a be funny kind of guy so whenever he did do a Walter Mitty or anything else people were like oh this stinks because he's not making or whatever he's not making me laugh or do the things that he normally does he's not doing mm-hmm. the silly voices he's not making faces he's not he's not the down on his luck guy because he if anybody just it is playing a role, he plays that down in the luck, his luck character better than anybody, I think. Like he's always mm-hmm. like just in a bad scenario or just like the worst luck or whatever else. So anyway, I, I just Vince I just, Vaughn plays a good one too. He does play a it good one. It turns yeah. out like that it's just really hard to act in comedy movies because Extremely. all of the comedy movies that we've talked about throughout this pod we have brought up how good the actual actors are in those movies. And then we've yes. also brought up the movies that they've excelled in that aren't comedies. So maybe mm-hmm. it's just really hard to make fucking comedies and you just have to really be a talented actor. And when you do other stuff, you're going to kill it because you're a good damn actor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, right? Like it's so to, in, in order for something to be good, the people in it have to be good too. That's a wild concept. Weird, man, right? how people haven't gotten their heads wrapped around that. But, you know, eventually maybe one day the audience will get out there and now, you know, he this this is acting one on one, man. Now he has the audience has a chance to connect. Got a chance to connect. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon was like, damn, I thought the movie was bad. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like, he's actually yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's actually dialing back on it a little bit. So now the audience has a chance to connect. It's it's acting one on one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I tag you back. Tag you back. (laughs) 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 But are we and and a line that Cole and it's so funny, Cole man. Like I'm like, dude, man, how many lines (laughs) in this movie have we said to each other for years, man? But but are we cool? Not Not really. really. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I tag you back. For 400 but years, that word has put us down. Word. He said, what <laughs> Dude, the fuck? That, that scene, whenever he like pulled him in, and he was like, he started singing the theme song for the Jefferson. He, That's the theme song yeah. to the Jefferson. Because the, the theme, theme song, song don't, don't make it not true. true. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that shit is so... You said, just because it's the theme song don't make it not true. Like, no. Like, Amen. Preach. We did, we, did lot, we did a lot of crying to get up that hill. But now it's just you and me, baby. <laughs> He's like, you were sick, man. You were he sick. Said, in what the, head. the fuck? Yeah, you sick in the head. <laughs> oh, it's just it's so ridiculous, man. Just like me, just like Jack Black's character is Jeff Portnoy. You know, I mean, clearly he has the the drug problem. He's out there trying to eat his his jelly beans. He has them in the bag, whatever. But like, that's another thing. Just like dude, the, he was on his shit. His voice in the movie. A uh, Tropic Thunder was hilarious. He's got a horseshoe tattooed on his ass. 
If we get out of this bullshit, if we don't get fragged in this bullshit valley, I'm going to pay a dime for a little Sandika to bust a cherry on it. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we get the air out of this valley, we're going to kill Don Kucha's motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain in T. Jackson is surprisingly yeah, good, man. I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> funniest part is Keith's movie. They might be funnier than the actual lines in the movie. Oh, <laughs> oh, God damn, oh, it's good, God. dude. <laughs> He's so booty sweat, y'all. <laughs> good thing. Man is hot out here. It's a good thing I got this, got this booty, booty sweat, sweat I got back in the name. <laughs> <laughs> that right there is your trailer. Oh, shit. That's, that's right. Yeah, just get him some Alpa's ass water. That's what you brought. <laughs> that's, that's what he needs. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh God. We'll, get, we'll get fragged in this bullshit valley. I'm gonna pay a little Mama Sandiga, whatever the fuck you said. <laughs> That voice. Oh my god, dude. This is the funniest shit I've ever heard. Oh shit, my head hurts now, man. Seven percent of this movie is just people saying shit that makes no it's just like incoherent. In the funniest voice possible. (laughs) Like there's a good seven percent. I'm like, there's no way somebody wrote that down. There's a lot of great people here like involved with the writing of this, Stiller. Justin Thoreau and Ethan Cohen, and the whole time I'm like, no one actually wrote that. Shit no down. one wrote that. There's no no one way. Yeah. No. The line, the line that Nick Nolte four leaves said to to Damien whenever he's on the beach, he's like, "Beds give me nightmares." He said, "I bet right about now you couldn't find your prick if Ohio hooker." No, he said, "You couldn't find you can your find a Dixie Coonskin if a Ohio, Ohio hooker, hooker was holding, holding your, your prick, prick, showing you the way, showing you the way." He's like, Coogan is like." What? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's just was saying that Nick Nolte knows. No one, nobody on that team wrote that down. Nick Nolte, like, yeah, I heard this one time. Let me say one it. time. <laughs> like those, those oh. aren't a real arrangement of words that someone. No, like, they're not. Dude, he said right about now. I bet you couldn't find a Dixie Coonskin if Ohio Hooker was holding your prick and showing you the way. But like the timing of Damien, like looking at him and he was like, like, I don't know how to respond. And then it took him like five seconds. What? You want to make this movie? You take your Lily Dick actors out and you rig that valley foot of chargers and you take them out there in real shit. Oh yeah, he's like, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to put Tiger Bomb on this jungle's, these jungle's nuts. nuts. He's like, they're trying to knit a sweater vest. They like, put that down, dipshit. That C4. <laughs> I need a detonator. I need some guys to speak American up here. He was like, he's like, Damien, I'm ready to squirt. What are we doing up here? But like, get it blown out of his earpiece or whatever. <laughs> I mean, just, just, just the first few minutes, like them fighting to wait on that chopper to come in. Eight hundred pounds of shit in your pants. <laughs> Oh my god, Andrew Pounds of like every, I mean, everything from the guy the guy on the radio getting shot in the back of the head, like all that blood squirting out to Jay Barrishow getting disemboweled and being like, I think I can put it back in. Yeah. Like, what he am said, I what looking the fuck? at? Right what here? am I even looking at? Yeah. <laughs> That part kills me. He's like, 
He's like, what am I looking at? I think I can put it back in. He had so many guts. But he was like, you need to call an airstrike. And he was like putting his finger in the back of that radio guy's head trying to stop yeah. the blood. Yeah. Walleye, walleye. Yeah, I got my this hands is... full. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, but yeah, you're talking, you're right, Cole. Like all the extra pieces, especially Jack Black. I will talk about, of course, like the biggest extra piece who was li- really leaning into his role, but. Jack Black really landed to Jeff Portnoy, didn't he? Oh, sure did, man. Oh, man. Jeff Portnoy might be the like unsung hero of this movie, too, because he's Mm -hmm. like he's so unlikable as a character. But Mm -hmm. man, every line he does is so funny. The way he like the whole it didn't like Jack Black obviously has one up on the stupid comedy as opposed to anybody else in this movie right like no one else yep. has done just wildly dumb comedies like, yeah, like Jack Black Hell, Na- Nacho Libre yeah Orange County like just yeah. he has so many of them and he's also a super talented dude obviously like extremely he, talented yeah um and that's the funny thing about this they just grabbed all the guys and just the people that are just wildly talented and maybe not recognized for just how good they are at specific things like McConaughey getting that is a huge get right like at this time yes. McConaughey was known as this comedic like rom-com guy and then mm-hmm. he did this amazing part right um Jack Black it's like you expect him to do one thing and do it extremely well Robert Downey Jr you expect him to be a superhero like he just kind of got all these people that were like criminally underrated and even tom cruise you never in a million years would have bet hey tom cruise is a guy that can just carry a comedy like this and because there's just nothing realistic about tom cruise like he is just a larger than life person and we've talked Mm -hmm. about him obviously i think we've done 15 movies now with tom cruise in them but all of these people that are just underrated at this specific skill set, and even to the writer justin thoreau would you ever expect him to write this movie it's weird that this is just a like a uh, an I want to misfit toys to take from Moneyball. Oh, dude! Everybody's doing everything abnormally, and that's that's one of the things you're talking about. Talking about Tom Cruise and his role. <clears throat> Anytime I watch this movie with somebody for the first time, <laughs> excuse me, I watch this movie with somebody for the first time. I don't tell them that that's Tom Cruise until either <laughs> after the movie's over or like way late in it, and they'd be like, "You know who that is?" and and whoever is watching, like, I know, I don't know, and I'm like, "That's stuff." <laughs> Excuse me, that's Tom Cruise, and the, the reaction is the same every single time. Not, I mean, not, not How even. How about I makeup. send you a hobo's dick cheese? A hobo's dick cheese. <laughs> Get in the we fucking bastard. I don't care. We don't need with terrorists. As always, go fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. Then he hangs up and turns around. He's like, we don't negotiate. And the whole room just erupts into. into <laughs> they just start like, clapping. <laughs> yeah, they erupt into applause, and Peck is just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? You know, but that's just like, I don't tell people, and everybody's reaction is exactly the same because not even from a makeup standpoint, just from like, <laughs> from Tom Cruise is playing this particular character standpoint. Right. And it's like, such a small role. It doesn't oh, make dude. any sense whatsoever, man. And then, no, however, I, like, I just want to know one day how Ben Stiller pulled this movie together, how he got it off the ground and how like he got it funded and how these got he got these people to do it. He just has like, he must have clout, you know, that we don't know about. He, he does. And I think it's a lineage thing too, but also he's, cause it's not like a nepotism thing because he's clearly talented. It's not like, Oh, this Jerry Stiller's kid. Like he has a, he has a name for himself. It's not like Linus in the oceans movie where he's like tread known as, you know, Bobby, he, that's Bobby Caldwell's kid. Like that's, no, that's, no. that's Ben Stiller, you know, like he's doing his you thing. You do this job, you tread on your own. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So I, I just think that through just Rogers, think he just has a lot. And I would be interested in that, Cole. Uh, just some kind of documentary. Give me, give me a ten part Netflix series or something about, about the making the of Tropic the- Thunder. It's the last Man. dance, but the making of the yeah. making of the making of the movie <laughs> Tropic Thunder. We are like we'd be four movies deep in a Netflix documentary about the movie. That's a documentary about the movie. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, our heads might explode. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but but I would love it. Like I agree because there's there's so much in this. I was like, like you guys have mentioned, just how, like, maybe there's a story out there and I've missed it. How, who, and how and why was this pitch to Tom Cruise? I think I'd be scared if I was a guy. I was like, hey. If I was Tom Cruise's agent, someone like gave this, he was like, "Yeah, can you pass this along to him?" I'd be like, "Fuck no, he'll kill no me." No chance. If I, yeah. if I walk in his office, not trying to get killed. Trip, yeah, like you're playing this guy, he'll he'll kill me. Like he's like, you're, you're not right, gonna get kid. necessarily paid, and it's a very small role that has nothing to do with the movie. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Like, what? <laughs> How's that conversation go? There's a character in this movie that's sort of kind of making fun of people's perception of you, and you're going to be playing the most insane person ever. Will you do that? Tom Cruise would strangle. He'd do some Krav Maga shit. He'd yeah. climb up like a, like a fucking sugar glider and kill you. Well, and plus, you'd, it, you'd have to pitch it to him like while you were skydiving, so it'd be loud as fuck, too. <laughs> I do! I want it! Yeah. So here's the thing, right? He'd be talking like just just like in 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 my uh, Mission Impossible four or three is it three or four? Oh, oh and Damien. It's the third one, and he's one, hanging yeah. hanging Philip Seymour Hoffman out of that plane, <laughs> yelling. Yeah. It'd be it'd be just as loud as that. Yeah. So Ethan. yeah, be, yeah, Ethan. But yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, it is like I, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like that documentary. Please tell me how who who pitched who took that idea because I feel like it would have to be directly from the top. I feel like it would just be a bunch of exact. <laughs> There's no way his agent is just like, hey, hey, man, we got this role for you. Like, read this over. No, dude, Legit. Ben Stiller called it. Yeah, like, there's no, no other. There's no, no other way. Other no way. Nothing, that's yeah. like I'm joking, but I'm, at the same time, I'd be in bed here if I was his agent, right? And this came across. Like, no, you're I gonna would, have to do it yourself. I'd like, yeah, yeah. I'm, he's gonna fire me. He's been like, are you fucking with me right now? Like, I, I would not. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather spend all day in the DMV. Yeah, I don't want to check my phone and see that I have this email still. I delete that shit. I'm like, no, nah, man, don't ever send me you no know, shit like that again. Please, yeah. I got a family to feed. Yeah. He's sending yeah, me that kind like, of shit. His agent be like, wait, wait, wait. All right. I almost, I almost blinded Jamie Lee Curtis and Freaky Friday. Okay. Yeah. This will ruin me. <laughs> this will ruin me. <laughs> There's enough C4 in here to light this place up like the 4th of fucking the July. 4th of fucking July. <laughs> Danny McBride, man. I mean, it, it, every time he was on, yeah, we he, didn't, we didn't bring hey, up man. Danny McBride yet. That's just the thing. There's just every like everybody who jumped in here, and however big or large their role, large or small their role was, dude, it was just incredible. Like Danny McBride, every time he was on, I mean, and Tropic it was just, Thunder is my catcher in the rye. <laughs> catcher in the rye. <laughs> that made me the funniest fucking line ever, dude. Right. He, he said, he said at it, he "I lost an appendage in the field." He, he driving Miss Daisy, driving Miss Daisy, okay. <laughs> What do you have to be doing to lose an appendage on driving Miss Daisy? Right, yeah, what what scene would cause him to lose it? I'm telling you, I don't know if y'all seen driving Miss Daisy. There is nothing that would oh, cause yeah, anybody in a car the whole time. The whole time, dude, it was ins- just absolutely insane. But I, I would love to hear or see that pitch for everybody, really, because it is. They're just, I mean, it's just a, a random assortment of just incredible actors, though. 
and everybody just absolutely crushed the role. And it, I mean, and when people had to be funny, man, they were fucking hilarious, dude. Man. Everybody, even Jay Bear's show, like as as after they split up with with Tug and the rest of the group is like walking through the jungle and he's talking about it. he's like what it really comes down to is is it's is porn. And, and <laughs> between gamers and porn and down he's like you've been talking to me this whole time man Jesus like, Christ. I'm just talking to whoever was listening <laughs> talking to whoever was listening <laughs> which is I, and I feel like a scene like that that was something that he actually was probably talking about offset and and people were like what the fuck are you talking like Jay what do you yeah. what do you say? That's right now. He's yeah, like, how do you know all this? He's like, it's right. a long flight. I ran the in-flight brochure. Yeah, I read the in-flight. He's like, yeah, just like, <laughs> just just like the script. Chop it down. Like, yeah, yeah, the script. Yeah, the script. Like, you you guys read the script, right? He's like, the the, the flap flap. I read the back the back. I read flap. the back flap. Yeah. <laughs> spit, spit that shit out, man. Spit that shit out, man. He's like, <laughs> Like the fa- dude, that face that he makes, man. <laughs> how, how often I can look at him and say my line? Like, there's no man. way. There's no way, man. You know how many takes it would take? God, it was damn. an older show. That wasn't really Jay Bear show. That was like a fucking old man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was a cardboard cutout. Because <laughs> yeah. After, <laughs> yeah, after forty person doing that. After forty-seven takes and Jay couldn't hold it together, then Ben was just like, "Just put in a, cu- a cutout, man," because there's that's why it was such a tight shot because nobody was on this. It was just Downey yeah. and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the crew, <laughs> and that was it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there was nobody else in that scene because nobody could keep it together oh, that whole time, man. Because you, you think about who's the key grip? <laughs> who's the key grip? Punch him in the face really fucking hard. <laughs> 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 What he said, as soon as he said, I think I would have both of you guys make that noise and I had to pause it because I was laughing. Dude, but, that's my favorite That's my favorite part yeah. of the scene is whenever yeah. he makes that noise, you just like, <laughs> you smack that ass, Les. <laughs> Bill Hader yeah, didn't even have a name. He, a nutless monkey could do your a job. A nutless monkey could do your job. He's like, go, go to other parties, get drunk and take all the credit. He's like, ah, ha, ha, Les. He's like, but seriously, but seriously, nutless monkey can do your monkey. job. <laughs> 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 oh, you aren't oh, supposed dude. to think about the words key grip and like laugh at any point. That's supposed to be like a standard no, no. combination of words you can just say and be fine. But when I get it, when I hear it, that's just what I think about. I'm not even 100% sure what key grips do besides punch Same. people on set. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I think that's their only job. Yeah, and somebody assume... told me that's that's all they did i'd be like well man i saw it in Thunder, so i saw it in the group. movie yeah. yeah yeah dude he walked up to me and goes sorry about this sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sorry, his man. head almost flew through the wall dude like dude, he, he hit, hit the him. fuck out of that guy <laughs> he hit damien so hard man <laughs> so freaking hard it, it's just every like every scene as every always scene, like, go fuck yourself go fuck yourselves <laughs> like the first time he called him he's like after he after he curses him out, he's like, "Hey, find out who that was." I will was. rain down on a motherfucking. They will have to get a binding resolution to get me off your fucking ass. I will destroy you. <laughs> I will fuck you up. And then he the camera said fuck four hundred times in that one oh, like dude. thirty second run. Oh, okay, like, flaming dragon, fuck face. He's like, he said, "Take a step back and literally fuck your own face." <laughs> is what he told that guy. <laughs> But it goes to a, it, it also another talking Asia point. Asia Jack is, is my territory. 
<laughs> Asia Town. You just, I don't know what kind of Pan Pacific power play you're trying to pull here, but this, that's my town. Trying... <laughs> <laughs> that is my town, Jack. But I mean, it just it, it also talks about like how the industry treats actors, man. Because I mean, we have Tug, who is legitimately. He has been kidnapped by a, a terror. I mean, a, a, a very violent organization. Yeah. And Les is like, "How about I just give you some money and a G five airplane, and we just forget all about this?" Because he's like, "We can weep for him." And he turns to Bill Hader. He goes, "In the press." In the press. <laughs> and way well, we, down the road, hopefully by yeah. the end of the fiscal year. <laughs> fiscal year. Fiscal year. Physical. Then he, fiscal with an F. Fiscal. Fiscal with an this a worst my worst physical year ever. <laughs> but he said we can he, he said he or you can grow a conscience in the next five minutes to see where that gets see where you. that gets you <laughs> and he, so you want me to let my friend my my client my best friend of 15 years die for a g5 airplane a g5 a g5 airplane and lots of money <laughs> but that's like not to say i don't know that there has been a scenario that dire but I am wondering, I mean, something maybe like that has happened to an actor before. And so then it's just like, of course, extreme hyperbole. But he was like, hey, let let your client die. I'll give you <laughs> lots of money if you just like forget about it. I mean, it's again, just like all of these really sensitive, touchy subjects that they just hit on, man, and just crush. Like, Chris, that's not easy to do, right? No. Well, OK, so <laughs> not even a little bit. No, it's. It'd be like it's insane because like I working just with Mercury. Like, <laughs> like the idea of just letting someone like that. Obviously, I'm sure there are like crazy things that people in Hollywood have kind of you know sat back and just let happen because there probably is something to gain. But like letting someone letting someone die like that is nuts. Like nuts. I, I, <laughs> there's no way. And like I feel like at some point it's gonna go to be tied back to like, oh, they died on the first move. Like someone there is gonna tell the story. Which you know happened, so it's like you, you, no, yeah, that's that may be the most insane. There's a lot of shit that happened here, but even the idea that happened may be the most insane shit in the movie. Dude, right? Like and he's a rookie like, director steps on a landmine and blows himself up like 28 <laughs> minutes. In. And he like, did that. He said, "Let's go make the greatest, greatest war, war movie ever." ever. <laughs> yeah. And then Ben Stiller, like he starts doing all the shooting, and he's like. And that's your that's your trailer right there. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Let's let's run with it. He's like, this is this is man, they're they're busting caps like a motherfucker down there. He's like, this yeah. is food bars. Like, I, let's juice them. I say let's juice them. He's like, juice them. Big ass titties. <laughs> <laughs> Big ass titties. <laughs> it just uh, it's it, it is a, it's a legitimately a movie that I did not stop. Uh, probably the first 20 minutes. And I don't know how I, I managed to keep it together, but the first 20 minutes, I laughed the entire time. Just, I mean, like, just Chris, just like you're saying, because I knew what was coming, but mm-hmm. also just what, what was happening in the moment. Because, I mean, just to start, it looks legitimately like, it's like, oh, this is a war movie, man. Like, this this may actually start out pretty good. Then, of course, it gets ridiculous. But the survive line with, with that music playing in the back, I mean, Tug got shot 50 <laughs> times. He, he yeah, got sure shot does. so many times. How agitated he is right now. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's make lemonade. I mean, we'll, we can even just talk about that between Tug and 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 Kurt, but he was just like... <laughs> Axel Jackson can't cry. Wait on a Chinese New Year for my man to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we in rewrites. 
He, he was holding his hands. Yeah. He held his hands. He said, Hold my hand. I'm getting cold. He said, when we get back to the States, I'm going to finally teach you how to juggle. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, man. I <laughs> lost. Teach you how to juggle. Teach you to someone else how to juggle is hilarious. What the fuck are you talking about? Tell him right. I'm going to teach you how to juggle. That, not even about the fact that his hands are blown off. This is the fact that you said, when we get back to the States, I'm going to teach you how to juggle. I'm going to teach you how to juggle. He said... He was like, hold, hold my hand. He said, I'm cold, hold my hands. And when he did that, oh, oh. Kurt, Kurt goes, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> and Kurt started spitting whenever he was crying. <laughs> Dude, all he's like blubbering and all that spit was coming out, and then and then Ben, of course, he torpedoes the scene. He's like, I don't know, should my character be crying? And he's like, Bully boys are crying when your hands blew up. <laughs> he just like takes a cigar out of his mouth and shakes his sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're in rewrites, gonna do so now we're rewrite. <laughs> Oh, that and then the the scene where Tug and Kurt both talk to Kevin whenever they have their little they, they rest and he's peeing. I, ain't trying to, I gotta pee. I gotta. I'm trying to talk at you. I, I honestly forgot how funny that scene in its entirety yeah. was, too, just because, like, <laughs> I mean, the line that you dropped all the time. It's just like baloney for size. Just like the dynamite. I'm out. And he hits him on his butt. <laughs> yeah, and then dude puts that. Uh, <laughs> Fucking he sweat. gets the booty sweat as the pee yeah. and just like sprays and fucking works. everywhere. <laughs> and what's funny is like the camera the camera angles are so great in that because like as Ben is talking or as Tug is talking to to Kevin, the camera's like splitting them and we can still see we can still see yeah. Kurt's face too, and he's like looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> slime you the whole nine. I, I think Kirk is getting cold feet about his character. He's going to try to torpedo the movie. He's like, and also, they never got his name right until the very end of the movie. Which is like, Tell him what time it is, Sikorsky. Sikorsky. <laughs> we were doing this, and I think we're supposed to be doing this. Yeah, like, I just want to watch the whole movie over again, man. It's, I'm, I'm sweating. I probably, right. you know, I won't lie. I'm probably going to have to watch Six it months in a textile factory. Dude, where did you learn Mandarin? <laughs> yeah. He said, "If I go down there, I'm gonna fold. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get out of the You gotta strap me to I'm a gonna tree. Do I'm, gonna go down there. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do all the hair. And you gotta, you gotta get, get strap me up there. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Okay, I'm fine. No, no, just let me strap to a tree. Okay. He said, he I would do like the, the hair most underrated lines, dude. Like I it, think we were already saying that. Said I just want to wear its skin." Like a <laughs> unitard. Like he has like he just has dumb shit and just hilarious songs that like I so feel like freezing. He's like, You want my jacket? He's like, What? I'm burning to death. What, what are you talking about? Sweat lodge out here. <laughs> like a sweat lodge, you crazy? He's hey, you remember way back when I said your mother was a cankerous whore? I didn't mean I didn't, that. I didn't I didn't mean that. Jesus. Jesus, Jeff. So go back to looking at the stars. Lay your ass down. I mean, even even that part, he's like, 
Al Pacino, he's deep with women like 24-7. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but you don't, you don't hear me. I'm talking about that one special one. You know, like, yeah, you know. I'm, you know say, hey, we going out, baby. You know, he, he said, as simple as pie, man. You put your feet in the grain, square, stare square in the eyes. Hey, you and me going on a date. Yeah. So, he said, you got somebody. What's his, what's uh, special, somebody his name? Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Lance. Look, Look Lance. here, Lance. What the fuck did I just hear? Lance. I said Nance. I said Nance. Lay your ass down. Look at the stars. Like as he's yeah. crocheting his, his. Alpha, I will suck your dick right now. <laughs> Lay your ass down and look at the stars. Might have to find its way in every podcast. Because when I heard it, I was like, oh, fuck. Dude. Lay your ass down. Look at the stars. He said, I love the pussy. <laughs> he, was <Yeah>. so <laughs> he was so mad, dude. Like he yelled at <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! Ugh. Of all, and this isn't even like laugh out loud or best scene, but like of all the scenes, man, which okay. one would y'all just say just absolutely just crush you the most? Oh shit! What because there's so many that? scenes where I was just like, I undone. For me, man, like the um Amanda, dude. That that's probably not even a real name. Probably not even <laughs> real. Yeah. He's like, you're going to need a shitload of lime, some hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> and he said something else, right? Or is that bleach. just better? Yeah. It's going to be bleach, some Vib- hydrogen peroxide, and a shitload of lime. Yeah. Vib- Vib- could get off the, the line. Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You killed a hooker. Oh, man. My- Chris, what you got, man? What's, what, what's the scene oh. that just happened? Just, you just, you're just undone by it. In a weird way, the one where, where Lincoln is talking to like the Viet Cong or when he's talking to Flaming Dread, something about that series <laughs> just speaking Mandarin is so fucking funny. Like he's like, he's like my rice patty. I don't know what it it's is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what words he says. Just make no sense. <laughs> <I need> electrolytes. <laughs> For my for my pea brain or something like that, I forgot what he said. <laughs> my brain that is constipated. Be, like I don't know. Like again, when we get to laugh out loud, that might be different. But I have to think of one that just like kills just me. Undone. For some I just think undone. it's just that one because it's just like it, it's just it's uh, yeah. Of course, this fucking guy knows Mandarin from all his method act like that. Yeah, <laughs> just so fucking funny. So it really might be that. Like in um, in a weird way, in a strange way, there's obviously scenes that are way funnier. But if I had to like sit here with no prep, no referring to like what I have in my mind for laugh out loud, just think of something, it has to be that, man. I th- the scene <laughs> that my poppy, my poppy seed feel or whatever. Yeah. You a nice farmer. Yeah, where's your farm, American? Here's my motherfucking farm. <laughs> I'm a land farmer, motherfucker. You're like the, you speak in a strange, silly tongue or something. Yeah. the scene scene that gets me is is legitimately when they get to the when he when he talks about like y'all may be in some luck i was a saucier back in like all of that got some crab apples (laughs) (laughs) crawfish out the patty y'all and then immediately going into brandon t jackson being like is that how we talk sir i'm like this because it is. It's yeah, I'm just sorry. So I get excited about my food. I get excited about my <laughs> foods, but it's it is so funny on a couple of different aspects. One, everybody has been 
had somebody tell them a story and there's a black person in the story and then everybody does like their black scent, right? Where it's just like, oh, clearly there's a black a black person that's now shown up in the story because I can tell by the way you're telling it. And it's like, I don't know that it makes the story any better. Just tell the story, like regardless of whatever characters are in it. But also just like whenever watching a movie, when it comes to Southern accents or Boston accents or whatever, they're always just awful. So it's, it's just hilarious <laughs> to me that yeah. Brandon T. Jackson was just like, well, I, I knew there was one role for a black man, and they gave it to Crocodile Dundee, and he's like, "You better pump the brakes, kid." That man's a national treasure. Like all this stuff, just got he got so offended. Like, I mean, and they're both offended, right? But Brandon T. Jackson, rightfully so, is offended by having an Australian playing a black character more so than and then we have Curtin's offended because he said he brought up Crocodile Dundee sarcastically. Like that's just two different. Like no, you don't, you don't, I'm in charge sarcastically no you don't get a chance to be upset this is not this is not the same thing i promise you we're we're not going to argue over the validity of crocodile dundee whatever but man that that scene in its entirety just just crushes me because he's like you're australian be australian and then going into the that's 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 a theme song to the jeffersons because again that's just another thing where people be like oh i'll just do I'll just sing an outcast song to get myself out of the situation or whatever. Like I'll just, I'll just harm this angry black man by, by I'll start quoting big boy or I'll start, you know, here's, here's T I. And it's like, okay, cool, whatever. So it it, it is, it's again, just the jokes just landing, man. I mean, just perfectly like a smart bomb wouldn't be more accurate than these jokes, dude. It's crazy. I got 800, <laughs> 800 pounds of shit your pants, shit your pants up here. I'm trying to I'm trying to put Tiger Bomb on this jungle's nuts. <laughs> oh god, dude. Like uh what a just, movie. Hysterical. It's great. I mean, even just the reenactment of Simple Jack, that scene kills me. Cole, we've talked about that a million times. It's like these head movies these make head my movies. eyes rain. I've been in both sleep before. Dude, like when he's doing that, it's like, damn, this movie was bad. Like that when he's doing that character, he said he's he got it back. He has those dentures in. Like, yeah. He's like more stupid. Oh God! Dude. He's like I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing. Uh, what do you say? I'm doing sold out shows for a standing room audience now. Why would yep. I want to leave? Four shows a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am home. Who are you? Who Who are you? Like that back and forth is just, uh, dude. It's it's all it's all. He's like, dude, I watched I watched Scorcher I watched Scorcher like twenty seven times when I was in high school. I used to get, get high of that, that shit, shit, man. <laughs> oh God, man! I'm, like, we're yeah, just gonna have to room. Yeah, let's just watch yeah. it. Let's do a live watch along. <laughs> I'm down, man. It's gonna be the loudest thing anyone has ever watched. It's just gonna be a movie playing about us all three cackling, super loud. Yeah, yeah. before the line is it's even like dropped. A sonic boom. Yeah. We got to tell people like a pre a pre warning before the pod starts is like turn your whatever you You're normally not actually going to be able to see them maybe but yeah turn your volume down too because this is going to get really loud <laughs> real fast but we will move on to the categories because I feel like we could just talk about this for but it, it is like from just just from a a, a good movie st- standpoint Cole just like you said at the very beginning this is just That's a good. good damn movie man it's it's funny yep. it's done well it's acted well the writing is is top tier like. It is just very difficult because this this could very easily have been messed up and and it's just tanked. But man, everything hit. The actors were incredible. Everybody was just like, man, this this is a fun project. Like it, to me, it just feels like a spring break or something for everybody. Where everybody's just having a good time with it. But laugh out loud. So unfortunately for everybody, I have four. Mm. Go ahead. But, 
you I know, a whole movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when the movie starts, the 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 scene that we quote all the time is the, the remember whenever he's trying to get his hands on the map. Kirk is like remembering Rambo. Yeah. One. <laughs> that shit, man, because he's just like trying to diffuse it, and it's so, so funny how easily he's got a puffy. How how easily Tug is distracted by that because they're all arguing about the validity of where they are and trying to get the map, and just Kirk is just like. If the machines break down, we break down. Hey, man, you remember? He goes right into talking about how good he looked and similar to Sly and Rambo, too. But that, the you Australian, be Australian. (laughs) The the survive line is, man, because just because we've seen that in movies, right, where somebody, I mean, it's a very unrealistic scenario where somebody is getting shot 400 times and we're just like, (laughs) they make it somehow through it. But he says survive. (laughs) And then, to, and I just put down RDJ. Just every, every scene he was anything in, every, he did. Yeah. Every yep. time he talked, I was just I was in stitches. So that's what had me laughing. So basically, the whole movie. Chris, what'd you have? So two of yours are also in mind. So it is. And he's talking about the Rambo thing. And dude, when he ultimately gets to give me that goddamn map, I like I almost threw up because again, I hear it and I just think about how often we quote it, and I, I could not breathe. I yeah. That yeah. one re- legit had me laughing. Like, had you know anyone been here when I was watching? Like, is he okay up there? Is like, he yeah. Right? Dead silence is screaming. So <clears> that one, there is you Australian, be Australian, because just hilarious. Like, just say hilarious. Like, you just think like hell, not like themselves. Does someone have to be acting for you to go? You're Australian. Australian. Be Australian. <laughs> so no, look, now you got a tear, mate. <laughs> That's the thing. What do you say? That's the thing dreams are made of or something like that? Alkalide. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's see what else. Um, oh, when he's talking to him, he's like, I have a son, little half squad. Who's a crikey fuck his half squad? <laughs> Who's a crikey fuck his half squad? That's what that makes me laugh. It's almost like it, it makes you think, like, is Kirk Lazarus even actually Australian? Because, like, he just throws random Australian shit in his sentences. It's almost like a caricature of an Australian person. Yeah. So yeah. Why that he switches back to his normal accent really do fucking kill me. Well, that's what hilarious you- because, like, at him going through that scene, he's like, I'm not Mayor Armstrong. As he's, like, taking, <laughs> yeah. taking the wig off. Mayor Armstrong. His- oh, yeah. He found me trying to re-enter the Earth's atmosphere in an old refrigerator <laughs> box. He's like, that's I'm not... I'm not Father O'Malley or whatever. He like, goes through yeah. all the different <laughs> characters. <clears throat> I think those are mine. This is maybe a rough list because, like I said, I, I couldn't bring myself to write anything down. I was like, I'm just going to feel whatever comes out is whatever comes out. So I think those are mine, man. Because, again, it, yeah. it's too hard to pick anything. I'll be here all day. Like, I'll be like, there's this funny point between, like, the zero second mark and the hour and 47 minute mark. Like, that was really funny to me. So, like, to avoid doing that. I'll go with some of those. The end credits. The end credits are also fucking hilarious. Oh, hilarious. Sure yeah. <laughs> All right, Cole. What had you laughing? Man, I didn't. Uh, obviously, this whole movie and every watch something else makes me laugh more than it did the previous time. So I just went based on this last screening of it. What would made me laugh the most and it was the oh okay flaming dragon fuck face and then that whole like proceeding like meltdown on this guy who was like yelling this is flaming dragon he's like oh okay (laughs) and does this whole little bit that uh that that one always kills me but uh particularly this one i was like in tears 
No, it's great just because, like, the progression of the guy on the phone from Flavor Dragon, the progression of his face going from, like, just agitated and mad to just genuinely confused and shocked and even a little scared. Hilarious. Yeah. So we don't you have to get the United Nations to sign a fucking binding resolution to get me off of your ass. <laughs> hey, find out who that was. Find out who that was. <laughs> All right, so Mr. Mustang. Mr. Mustang, I had two. McConaughey is Rick, was the agent who was great, really, really good. He's like, please don't fire me when they were talking about it. He's like, no, you don't have to explain to me why Got you the need TiVo. You don't have to explain why you need food, running water, shelter. He's like, you know, I'm on my way out the door right now. And he hangs up and he's like, please don't fire me. But he was just great as the as the agent. Rub, tug, tug or nuts. It's the pecker. I'm on, I'm on a Tebo mission for the YOU. Whatever he got to Grossman Studio and he's walking in there and the receptionist was like, He's in a meeting right now. He's like, Yeah, with me in about five seconds. And he's like, with Storms into his in office. about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was so good. So, him and then, of course, Tom Cruise is Les Grossman, a role that I would never in a million years imagine him playing. And he absolutely sauteed it. I mean, he was, he was mm. great. Like, he was just so, so good. So, those are my two. Chris, Mr. Mustang. I just want one in 20 years. I want Tom Cruise, man. Yeah. Again, how do you get a guy to take this role, even without the makeup and the prosthetic, even if he just got to play himself? I'm still almost like, is he taking this? This kind of maybe, and maybe he does. I'm sure he's probably got you know some traces of that and some other stuff that he's done. But man, to be in this for like when you really look at it, it, it feels like it's a lot because he has a bunch of times when he shows up. When you do the math, he's just not in there a whole lot. But it's just with how funny he is and the impact that he brings that just makes it so hilarious. Like that is so funny. That's maybe one of my favorite Mr. Mustang performances, like of all time. He shows up, you know, not late movie, but obviously like the things that already gotten, you know, kind of swinging to. So it's one of those that it could just kind of catch you by surprise once you really watch what's going on and you see it. So that's mine. Yeah, no, it's it's really really good because again, it's just it's so alarming that that's him and finding out that that's his character. Because even even going into the movie, I, I know that it had been teased that he was in it, so watching it the first time I was like, where, you know, when's Tom Cruise going to show up? And so then whenever I think the first time I watched, it, I didn't realize it was him until a while into it. So just seeing that mm. being like, Oh shit, that's Tom Cruise. It was made it even funnier. Cole, who's your Mustang? Uh, actually same too as you, you Keith, like I wanted yep. it to be Matthew McConaughey, even though like Tom Cruise obviously is the right answer, but McConaughey, like, you, you got to give it up to him as a friend, even more so than just being fantastic in this movie. He went yeah, all man. the way to Lao and threw a TiVo, which stopped the fucking <laughs> RPG and then ran off through the fucking jungle. He also just answered the phone and was helping you get rid of a dead hooker you had just killed. Like, that is a friend. That is right. Mr. Mustang oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't ask questions. He was like, okay, you killed a hooker. This is what you need to do. Like, the, you, you can't buy friends now. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's yeah. There, there's people live lifetimes of somebody who would just show up, no questions asked. Like, okay, let's just get let's get this stuff done. Let's let's get it's it taken care take. of. Yeah. It's All right. Pecker. So for the for the diesel, I, I for the diesel four leaf tayback man. He was just I wrote the book. He he put the entire crew in danger. He got Damien blown up. He wrote a fake book because he was a patriot. He was in the Coast Guard, the sanitation department. <laughs> oh my God, you're a He's garbage like, you fucking trash man. Yeah. You're a garbage man. So he got captured, had no idea where they were whenever he actually did get 
taken to the, the had the hands. Yeah. He did yeah, have hands. Yeah. He, he actually had hands. Like, fuck, you got, yeah. Whenever, whenever Kirk <laughs> at the end, he's like, you've got hands. Like, fuck, you've got hands. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just so funny. So that was my diesel, man, because he just got everything all screwed up. Chris, who'd you have? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I might go Alexa Wilson, man. He was going to let that guy die. He was going to let him that, die. That's crazy. Like, I know we talked about that may be uh, – obviously, yeah, four leaves, like, definitely fucked him up. He had him on that whole mission, the whole fucking suicide mission, trying to make a movie about things that didn't happen, and that is fucked up. But he was, he was just going to let him die under the guise that we don't negotiate with terrorists. And it's like, is that right. – are we even sure that's what they really are? So that, that might be mine. with terrorists. Whole room clap, by the way. You are DEA scum. <laughs> All right, Cole, who's your diesel? It's four-leaf, man. It's four-leaf. I'm with you on yeah. that one. He was uh, uh, just a world-class fuck-up. Big time. Uh, yeah. Right. But see he did end up saving hell. the day at the end. So yeah, give that, that was hilarious when he when he said "see you in hell" as a chopper lift off. See you in hell. See you in hell. He's like hanging <laughs> off the side. Of he oh, was man. awesome in this movie, though. Nolte he was really like was. he Nolte was so was really good. perfectly himself that like he kind of got a little bit overshadowed by everybody else because of how ridiculous they were. But Nick Nolte was really he was fucking awesome in this. Well, and that's what I'm saying, man. He's like awesome everybody, everything, man. Everybody in their roles were absolutely great. Like regardless of how ridiculous or how actually kind of serious it had to be, everybody crushed, and and then all the other pieces just fell right into place. So, like again, I know we said it several times, but man, like I would love to be in on that pitch meeting or like just table reads for this, dude. Like how in the world are they even make it through that oh, little <laughs> film a scene? It's just, just incredible. Didn't do them, yeah. right? They just shot showed up on set and did it. Like fuck table reads. Yeah, let's just do it, guys. How y'all feeling? Let's just roll. All right, rents due. So I went with Robert Downey Jr. Now we talked about him the majority of this pod, I feel like, but he was man, he was just he was just great. He was electric, like legitimately was almost four different people throughout the course of this movie. So I am all in on Robert Downey Jr. for my rents due. Just because he is actually one of my favorite actors, but man, just the way he, like I said, the the, the physical acting, the, the facial expressions, the, the line reads, the comedic timing, all of it was beautiful, man. It was fantastic. <laughs> He's so funny, man. He's so funny. Chris, who was, your, who was written due for? Same person, Robert Downey Jr. It's like, it's not even just a joke. It's a real thing. Yes, dude, when he's a dude, just playing another dude disguised as another dude, like it's, it's hard and like it. it he is able to capture that and be hilarious the entire time. And I always like when people play these, especially like a comedy, these like multi-layered roles to go back and hear them like talk about the ways you have to go about. Like you do have to get in every layer of the character's mind. So like, like he can't just show up and just be Lincoln Osiris. Like he has to also be Kirk Lazarus as Lincoln Osiris for it to actually work. Like some of those like weird pronunciations of things, some of those things that like just don't work. Some of the, the jokes where it's like, how far is he going to push the line on this? And that that's tough to do while you also have to be fucking hilarious. Like you can't get so caught up in like the intricacies of how you need to read certain lines and make stuff work. And then you're like, oh, but I'm not being funny anymore. And maybe he'd probably still be funny because these lines are fucking hilarious. But man, what a tough gig to pull. And it's also crazy how like some of those Robert Downey Jr. isms that he just has like still yes. shine through in this. Yeah. Like 
he yep. still pivots him like the way that he kind of like in, in these you know these kind of wide shots the way he's kind of standing sometimes I always think that he stands like that because he's in fucking platform shoes so he like just naturally has just like <laughs> lean to his body when he's talking to people but I mean so many things like the facial expression that he makes like the way he just kind of moves his body like it's funny like underneath all the makeup underneath you know the, the weight of the roles he can still let the stuff that he's really good at shine through and just elevate this already hilarious character so I don't know how much more gushing is even possible to do about that guy in that role, but that is my rinse too. I'm cool with with whatever you want to do, man. I am I'm full full in gush. Cole, who'd you have rinse do? Man, I think me and you agreed on all the categories so far, Keith. But uh, yeah. yeah, Robert, it's RDJ. I mean, he's just y'all said enough. But I mean, he he was fantastic <laughs> in this. Um, as ridiculous of a fucking role as you can possibly play. And he still somehow like kept it together and made a very memorable character. One we probably quote more than anybody else. So well, and it's uh, weird. Too thanks for that. Robert Downey Jr. If this had been a somewhat serious role, not so much like on the black blackface aspect of it, but if he was playing something like this in a drama, like we'd be talking best performance about how you know good I mean? he did like, it. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Like, is he going to the Oscars? Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so for best scene for me, I went with the confrontation between Alpa and Lincoln Osiris with the you Australian, be Australian. I've already talked about it. Just, just in general, I mean, it is hilarious, but also just Brandon T. Jackson calling him out and being like, there was a role for a black man that gave it to Crocodile Dundee because it's just like, yeah, you know, we, I mean, we talked about it at nauseum. It's just like Brad Pitt and the Mexican, Tom Cruise and The Last Samurai. So, I mean, we know we talk about a million different Tom examples. Hanks. <laughs> I got a role. <laughs> So we, you know, we, we talk about it a lot already, but it's just, it is just like that. We're just like, man, we had a, had a Nick Cannon. So yeah, <laughs> that was my best scene. Chris, what'd you have? I think I'm with you on that one just because it, it makes me laugh consistently. And I think in a movie like this, it's supposed to be like a comedy. It, it's important that my best scene is still funny while also getting up the movies, getting it. And that's just right. Exactly. right. Like he, you just perfectly, you know, define it. So it's mine as well. Cole, what'd you have? Uh, man, mine's the, sorry to disagree with you guys. I love that scene too, but I think it's the, at this last movie, this last watch of it, it was the actual filming of Tropic Thunder at the beginning. Like that shit was just so fucking well done. It looked great, dude. Like it legit felt like an actual war movie, even though they still had some of the like goofy over the top stuff in it. But (laughs) these actors are also talented that they could do that. And you still were like, this is a fantastic performance. Like when Ben Stiller just kept getting shot and like, obviously that's a very, very (laughs) funny sequence. And it reminded me, and I actually sent the clip to you the other day, Keith, of when, um, uh, Zach Galifianakis does Godfather and due date. It's like, weirdly, it was supposed to be funny, but it was just also really fucking good. Um, there were multiple of those. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There were multiple (laughs) of those in this scene. So, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like when it first starts, if people aren't paying attention or like looking down at the phones, kind of look up, it's like, oh shit, well, I, I thought this was a comedy. Like we're we're in this, man. This is a legit thing. And then of course it quickly goes to what it's going to go to. So I was, yeah, that it is. It starts really good. It's just a credit to Ben Stiller and and his ability to be in a movie and direct it very well and and crush all of it. Yeah. Awards? Did you see anything, Cole? Yeah. So. Best Supporting Actor nomination for Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. At yeah, the buddy. Oscars. So, yeah. Crazy? 
it's the wildest thing I can ever remember about this movie. But um, yeah, it makes sense though. Like he was, he was awesome in this. He was really, really good. But that would just be a funny story to tell and just be like, what is where did Robert and Junior get his Oscar? And it's like Tropic Thunder, <laughs> Tropic Thunder, <laughs> and about? Chaplin. Those are the You're two right. he was nominated for. <laughs> he played Charlie Chaplin in a silent film representation and Wink and Osiris in Tropic Thunder. What a weird. I think he should yeah. get the op the, the nom for Lewis Strauss and Oppenheimer and like not do another serious movie. So like, yeah, these are the three Oscars I've been nominated for. These are the for ones three characters. Yeah. That'd be the yeah. funniest like, of all the time. Division title banner to fly in your house. Yeah. Of all time. All right. Trivia. You guys find anything? Mine was also going to be the Oscar nom. I'm just like get to my point to where he should get his third one and just not do another just Oscar worthy role. Just yeah. to have those three. Yeah. Cool. Daniel Day. Yeah. 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good having these three on my Wikipedia. Yeah. I don't have too much. Keith, I've sprinkled most of mine in. Yeah, it was. It's kind of weird. I, I thought that there would be a little bit more. I didn't see a ton. I just really what I saw that was kind of noteworthy was Downey wasn't going to do this at first, and but he was talked into. I think Ben Stiller talked him into it. But o- overall, I didn't see just a ton of of really. I get that. Once we yeah. do the ten part Netflix series that we produce, we'll uh, get more info on it. Yeah, we can yeah. fund it too. You put our money yeah. together, we can probably fund getting the title card made. Like that's a, that's a step in the right direction. That's a start. Yeah, for sure. I think we got this. Yeah, I don't blame Downey, like, because this is one of those, like, not to start a whole other conversation, but this is one of those, like, if it's received well, if it doesn't go right, like, it is, oh, like, dude. you've gathered some good grace back, and then you do this, and, like, it's just lost all over again, so I don't oh, blame it for being, like, cool. yeah, that's no, a no. little risky, and even today, like, we see people, sometimes these engagement forms, but I do see people who I know who, like, maybe haven't seen the movie or did see it, and, like, just don't get it, especially watching it now without the mm-hmm. context of how rampant that stuff was and granted it stopped around you know the time that this movie was out the people who like missed the context of how often that used to happen and what those characters used to be like it it would be easy to take this role and too many people just do not get it right and you're fucked. like i wonder like if he doesn't do the marvel movies or whatever like you know in our timeline he doesn't do that where he does this and he goes on to do more serious stuff and he doesn't take on this larger than life character role that spans and the biggest, you know, franchise in the world that gets everybody to love them. Like I wonder, again, I think enough people would get it, but I wonder how many more people look at that role and look at him differently in general. Because again, if you just don't get it or you don't watch the movie, you can see that and be like, hey, what the fuck is Robert Downey Jr. doing? Right. So. Like very easily do that and be like, I I don't remember him being in blackface. I don't get what's what's happening here. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't excuse me, I don't get the purpose of this blackface at all. But anyway, yeah, I, I agree. It is in, in the wrong hands are done incorrectly. This he he absolutely doesn't make any like he, he grand makes, opening, grand closing. <laughs> yeah, he, he makes two more movies, maybe, and he's done. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right, so everybody, you can find Tropic Thunder that is gonna be on Hulu. We we survived somehow. We so survived. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of us, man. But Chris, we're now on to your pick. Sorry, you're in the hot seat now, but what are we watching next? No, it's okay. I'm going to have to pick, you know, one of the only actors who could get me out of this. We've done a couple of movies here lately. This is another one that we quote maybe one or two specific lines from, 
Uh, but we're going to go over to Max. We're going to go over to HBO Max. Sorry, I was looking at the website and I called it by its not real name. Yeah, don't be HBO lying. Max. I know, dude. Yeah, that name change don't mean shit to me. Is mama name HBO Max? I'm going to call it HBO Max. I'm going to call it HBO Max. Show Absolutely. Don't. Yeah. We're gonna not go a sponsor, but call us. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of your movies. You know, everything <laughs> you do on there is getting a little boost from us. Just got added to Max, which is funny. It's another Denzel movie. <laughs> We're going to do flash. I was drunk then. <laughs> I'm drunk right now. <laughs> That's the only one I can say. That's the only, only respectable follow-up. You got a movie that's got a fantastic actor, a movie that is, you know, mostly pretty good, and a movie that just has some lines, specifically one that we just love to quote. So it's like, this This may be like, you because you can't shit on me for picking a Denzel movie. Like, and you can be like, oh, what a weak follow-up. Denzel's. No, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's on the. Unquestionable. <laughs> He's my like late inning reliever in a tight game. I'm like, look, man. Even if he fucks it up, me. nobody's gonna say shit. <laughs> yeah, just get me out of this jam, please. Yeah, <laughs> Denzel, please. Every time, man, hit the hit the bat signal. <laughs> it's up in the air right now. I don't blame at all either. Not even one bit. All right, everybody. So you have your marching orders. We're gonna go to Hulu, my Tropic Thunder, and then quickly gonna take get take our boarding pass. We're gonna watch Flight. So, Light. how many movies on Hulu have we done? Oh, no, I guess a million. Not many, yeah, but like, we did three in a row like, on Hulu. Three, three in a row, yeah. Three in a row, right? Three Which is pretty cool. That's that's very uh, again not early, a sponsor, but call us. Yeah, we went to the early '90s, like the Bulls to the three peat. So we gotta <laughs> we gotta get something. But yeah, everybody knows what to do. Hulu first, Tropic Thunder, then go to Max. We're watching Flight. So for all of us here at the stream team, Keith Evans, Cole Miller, Chris Lowry. If we don't get fragged in this bullshit valley, I'm going to pay a dime to watch Brooklyn bust his chair in a little sandy to do you. Whatever the fuck you said. <laughs> You're Australian. <laughs> You're Australian. <laughs> He's got a horseshoe tattooed on his ass, Cheeks. <laughs> Thanks.